You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back in the office after a little weekend. Back in the saddle. Some stuff went down. Mm-hmm. Braden's back Braden after a like trip. a week off. Yeah. Finally Two days off. I'm glad it felt like a week for you. It, it did seem like a long time. It wasn't long enough. Oh. I'm sure Braden would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of pumped to get back. We did uh, about everything there is to do in Asheville in four days. It was fun. Breweries. A, a lot of beer. There's a lot of breweries. There's Biltmore. There's like every range of restaurant. Like you can get like chain stuff, you know, tacos, steakhouse, like tons of barbecue and mac and cheese. That's apparently a dude, do you mind? That's apparently a big thing. So yeah, it was really fun. We we loved it. We're definitely gonna go back. So. Next time you're fishing. Next time we are fishing, yeah. I talked to Sav about that. I'm trying to get like next time we go, we kind of planned out like we're gonna bring people and we want to stay here and like this day we want to do this this and this and fishing is a big part of that. Yeah, so. that's easily one of my favorite places in the country. Yeah, tons of great beer, tons of great fishing. Just hang out, take it easy, live the mountain life. Yeah, yeah, it's good and it's not like a super expensive vacation. So while we were there, like the actual like cost of going and everything, like we drove, it's not far. While we were there, we were like barely drove just uber oh yeah we'll uber you know half a mile instead of walking we'll go to <laughs> this restaurant and get appetizer and dessert like living it yeah living it up yeah it was awesome well we got a special butt in the seat today john hunter joined us this morning very special butt yeah, yeah. i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> so you it's been a while since you've been on one of the shows man you got a lot to catch us up on you got married probably since the last mm-hmm. time you were on a show mm-hmm. what you been up to yeah, man, it has been a while. Yeah, just life, uh, you know, obviously just finished the season up in uh, the end of September and uh, got married in September as well. Um, so it's been a been a busy fall. Um, I've blinked, and next thing I know, I'm going to be heading to Florida in, in, in January. So it's been, uh, it's been very busy, uh, but I love it. Yeah. So w- recap the season for us. I mean, I'd. I know you did well, so tell us a little bit how things went, what your assessment was, what's next. Yeah, yeah, man. Well is a good way to put it. That was my best season ever by far. Um, You know, I still didn't win a tournament, but I was in the Angler of the Year race the entire season. And uh, when you're, you know, when that's in in your sights, um, that's pretty cool. Um, Going into the last tournament, you know, I still had a chance at it. had a had a decent event didn't win the angler of the year but ended up top 10 in the angler of the year points which qualified me to go to the bass pro tour next year and uh that's you know arguably i guess there is an argument to it but you know considered the highest level of bass fishing you can be at in the world top 80 guys 
Um, so that's what we're uh, jumping into in 2023. So you. what was your what was your favorite event of the season? Ooh, that's tough. I would have to say uh, it probably wasn't even one of the MLF events. It was probably a Bassmaster Open, which I had a great season in those as well. Um, I ended up missing the Elite Series qualification by one point there. Um, one ounce, one point. One ounce. Um, but one one of the events there was at Cherokee, and uh, just since it was close to home, I grew up fishing it a lot. Um, I had a good event there, and when you do well on, on lakes that you've been to a lot, it just feels good. I yeah. don't know why. feels uh, like you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I was supposed to do good here, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm yeah. good when I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like going to a place that you have no expectations of doing good, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would what would you say is kind of like the thing that set apart this year from like previous years for you? You said it's your best year ever. Like what? Yeah, kind of clicked. Avoiding the big thing was avoiding the bombs. So I've always, if you take a seven tournament point standing series or season or six, um, I always in the past have always had like two really good ones, two pretty good ones. And then those other two, are they bombs? Are they, you know, and they were past, they'd be bombs, like 100 plus finishes. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you know what? Um, We're not going to do that this year. We're going to try every tournament. I'm going to fish to make sure I make the top 50, which is top third of the field, make the cut. I'm going to fish to make cuts. And doing that, I think, you know, maybe not necessarily fishing to think you have to catch 20 pounds a day to win, Mm -hmm. you know. When you do that, a lot of times you'll end up falling on your on your butt and finishing in the hundreds. So this year I said, let's fish to make cuts. Let's be consistent. Yeah. And, you know, when you do that, you're a lot of times only one or two bites away. Yeah. Throughout the course of a tournament from being like an in-the-cut 40th guy to top 20, top 10, maybe yeah. even sniffing a win. Yeah. So that that was the difference was fishing to do that, and yeah. then you know you get a bite or two here and there, and now you're making top twenties. Yeah, and so um, it's like hitting doubles instead of swinging for home runs like yeah. all the time, and yep. then you never know. Maybe yeah, you, you barrel one, one a little better. Yeah, you barrel one, you get it out, put it in the gap, and you get a triple. Baseball That's baseball chatter for you. <laughs> what is the sport you're speaking of? <laughs> Sorry, it's not uh, on ice. So yeah. You don't get it. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was fun, man. I I just and it's funny and fishing when you're making good decisions and everything's clicking. It, it, it snowballs it's just you know it builds upon itself and you'll get this gut instinct you're like your game plan may have been to run 70 miles and you went up there for for three hours and you know you're supposed to spend the whole day up there and you're like you know what i gotta go back by the ramp and next thing you know you run 70 miles back down the ramp but it would work hmm. and just when 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 you're having those gut calls and you're trusting it and you're following it and it's working yeah things are good and Dude. fun and yeah and it, yeah that gut is is a hard thing to develop like you just mm-hmm. i mean that's probably a big thing for you too like of doing this for a while now like you can really start like you should always kind of trust your gut just to see like what yep. what do you think gut and then kind of see like where, where you're right where you're wrong with something farinball talks a lot about like with hunting of like you need to get like get after deer like bump don't be afraid to bump deer to like learn oh i'm actually too close mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm getting too far after them i need to like basically hone your gut in so that you can really rely on it and trust it. So that sounds like kind of like your deal. Like yeah. you, you're really learning to trust your, or not not learning to trust no, it, but no, like actually right. honing it in. You're like, right. No, I would say um, this is probably the first time in my career where I'm like, I've really learned to trust it. Um, I've 
people have always said it. You always heard great anglers and great outdoorsmen say, trust your gut, listen to it. And you, you can, you can think you're doing it, but when it's actually happening, you're like, Oh yeah, this is, it's, it's just a, you kind of know. And this year where I was like, Oh yeah, you really, this is it. Um, so it's been pretty cool. You know, it's my seventh, seventh year. Um, I think, uh, fishing professionally. So, um, it's cool to finally get that, get that feeling and get comfortable. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to next season, uh, trying to kind of parlay into that. Heck yeah, man. That's yeah. awesome. No guts, like definitely a thing, but like <clears throat> how much of this is also is like historical knowledge too. It like, definitely is that coming into play. No, I mean, you said a, seven years now. That's so a great I mean, point. Yeah. yeah. So I am also at that point in my career where I've been to a lot of these tournament bodies of water, if not once, twice, three mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. So when I go to places, <laughs> I have an idea that there's less learning curve. There's less, mm-hmm. you know, the first time you're there, you're, you're, you're trying to get a feel for the body wire, how to get around, what goes on here. Now, a lot of places, like when I go to Gunnersville in May, I know, you know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're wanting to fish shallow grass, you go here. If you're wanting to fish ledges, you go to this section. If you're wanting to, you know, fish a shad spawn, you need to be in here. Mm-hmm. If you want to fish a bluegill spawn, these are the backs of the areas you need to be in. And I just like, I now know. So, I'm way more efficient in my practice times. And not only that, if I haven't figured something out in practice, I'm going to a lot, I'm going to be a lot more comfortable figuring a pattern that's developing in the tournament. Mm -hmm. Because if I, if I see something and key in on something, I'm going to say, Oh, I know where to go now. I've seen this before. I know another place. I know another place. Yeah. So it does help. How much of that is like up here versus like, like what's your note system look like? Cause I, I went fishing with Steven Taylor. who's just kind of like a local legend Mm -hmm. guy. Like he's, um, somebody taught me a lot about bass fishing and we were going somewhere and he pulled out this binder, which was one of several <laughs> that literally, I, and I'm not joking still to this day, he writes down after every fishing trip, like, this is what happened. And this is what I was using. He, he pulled up a page and was like, my son was, you know, 10 years old fishing a red jelly worm right here. And that's what we're going to do today. Conditions were the exact same, blah, 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 blah. And we go out and he just like crushes it. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder what a modern, you know, maybe you don't have a binder. What, is, what <laughs> does it look Excel like? Excel spreadsheet. No, yeah. <laughs> a, a, lot of, a lot of anglers do that. I mean, a lot of guys that <clears throat> I looked up to as mentors uh, growing up fishing um, would do that. Uh, I, I don't. Um, like you said. It's all up there. Up here, which yeah. uh, my memory is not the best, so maybe I should start <laughs> writing it down. Um, but with, uh, you know, with technology nowadays, YouTube, um, so the past five or six, seven years, all of my tournaments have been pretty yeah. much vlogged. So if I forget something, I can just, just go, go watch one, one of my old, yeah. one of my old videos. Yeah, and be like, oh yeah, 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 that's it. That's cool. Um, but uh, but no, I mean the binder deal it didn't it didn't bad. But also, you do see that in in a lot of people who have a lot of history on places. Is, yeah. Oh man, that dock I caught one 15 years ago in the spring on that post. Exactly, and they, and they think they got to go do that, and yes, that may sometimes work, but yeah. that fish is dead. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't live on that dock anymore. Yeah. His kids are dead. <laughs> but maybe that dock sits on a point and has some brush around yeah. it. But he probably caught it on that dock post because it had brush on it 15 years ago because yeah. the guy who owned the house was like the crappie fish, and he dropped brush off his boat dock. Right. That guy may not live there anymore, right. so that dock post may not have of, yeah. ten years right. of family Christmas trees are right, right. there. <laughs> Fifteen years, that's yeah. all dwindled away, and not yeah. there. So, true. You know, I, I think you know fish are evolving. You know, definitely the yeah. areas in the lake are evolving because of structure, bait, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, yes, 
you've got to pay attention to history, but you have to keep an open mind as to what's happening that day, that yeah. year on the water. Yeah, you're more building like a method or like a system, like a lens of mm-hmm. like how you look at fishing versus like correct. I'm gonna look up this exact spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Time of year too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, in local lakes here. I mean, I know some good you know spots in the spring to go catch crappie. You try to do the same thing in the summer. It's probably not gonna work. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did y'all fish Kentucky Lake this year? Did not. We haven't. Kentucky Lake hasn't hosted a major event since uh, I fished the what was in the FLW tour in 2018. There was a maybe a Costa there and FLW Costa in 19. Um, but yeah, so there hasn't been a major event there in at least three years. Is that because of all the fishing issues with the carp and everything? Yeah, carp over. You know, a lot of people blame it on the carp, um, but. I know a lot of people down there who really know what's going on. And I think the carp have changed the way you have to fish there. I don't know that they've necessarily affected population. A lot of people say, you know, it's a big lake, man. Carp are eating the shad. And some people say carp don't eat shad, but I've caught carp on like a little 2.8 swim bait. So you're lying to me. They're eating shad. They're eating shad. Yeah. So, but. I don't think it's the carp that's been the population problem. I think the carp have changed where they set up. They used to set up on ledges drops at Kentucky Lake, current breaks. Now there's so many carp <clears throat> out there on those current breaks and ledges that the fish, I think the bass just feel like they, they have to be somewhere else. They can't be there. They're, they feel crowded, so it's, it's, it's making them disperse into maybe shallower or isolated cover on flats and docks and whatever it be. <clears throat> so – yeah, I mean, I I think what it's coming back from what I hear, which is good. Um, so hopefully, you know, all the the pressure is what got to it originally. Mm-hmm. There were so many tournaments, and especially summer tournaments. Um, everybody wanted to go ledge fish there. They had the Triton Owners Tournament every year, 450 boats. They had every high school tournament. They had every pro circuit there twice a year from June to August when they're the most vulnerable Um and I would say the kill rate in those tournaments would be like 60 or 70%. Jeez. Like, honestly. I mean, yeah, they may not be turned in dead at 60%, but the amount that die, at, like, you know, in a 10-day frame, I would yeah. say that's it. So you can imagine how many fish. I mean, there's a lot of fish in that place, but just for 10 years that was happening over and over and over again. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. So I think this, this kind of break and rest is going to be really good for the lake. Um, I hear it's – it's coming back and it's getting better. So hopefully we'll be back in a couple of years. And cause it was the best, like, you know, top five in the country at one point. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. As a pan fisherman, you would love fishing down there. I haven't really fished it before, so I need to get down Man, there. there's, yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember the area that we used to go to. Um, but we would go for the, the readier spawn mm-hmm. and it was, it's dumb. It's like yeah. a chunk, chunk of a night crawler on a hook, drop it down just pulling up slaps yeah and it's a fun lake to fish there's a bunch of you know shallow Mm -hmm. coves and stuff that you can get into and just not have to go far uh you'd enjoy it down there i don't know what that fishing is like i'm Mm -hmm. sure it's still good at times yeah yeah it's a cool lake a lot of a lot of fishing talk here did you do any hunting this fall (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have i've been uh I don't know what happened to me, man. I really don't. Like when I was out of, when I got out of college for about four years, sometime mid October to end of November, I would just hunt and like hunt, 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 hunt. 
like 40, 50 days, 60, you know, a lot. Dang. Now, I probably hunted 10, 12 sits this year. Just yeah. not a lot. I mean, you, you can't expect much when you're when you're hunting that little. Right. Um, Did you shoot anything? I have not. Oh, I have okay. not. I have right. one one or two pretty good ones on camera. Um, nice. And the, the it seems lately, just this past couple weeks, that there's been that second, you know, everyone talks mm-hmm. about that second ride. It's definitely happening, I think. From what I can see on, on you know, my cameras and cell cameras, like, this past week. I feel like it's slowed down the past day or two, but the past seven to nine days, like, they were really on their feet. A lot of sparring in front of the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> That was Jake's drinking. A lot of sparring on camera and a lot of does just running across and you see a buck. So um, that's happening. I I need to – I said today I was going to go, but I forgot I have a 4 o'clock appointment. So maybe Ah, tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of – Yeah, life's just gotten busier than it used to be. So, you know, I just – I go when I can and uh, also being married, you know, spray slow that down. You want to spend time with – with natalie and i travel so much throughout the year when i am home like if i'm just you know sliding away every afternoon yeah yeah i mean how much were you fishing back when you were hunting all that you know i I was but i had no i had no wife i had no no responsibilities (laughs) i lived with like one buddy in a house and like what else (laughs) you gotta know anything about that (laughs) (laughs) you gotta make deposits in the bank so when you cash out later basically just describe my life yeah (laughs) So, I, I want to switch back to fishing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a little hunting commercial. I want to talk about that sticker on your cup, because I don't think we've really uh, had many conversations about your move Yeah, since you made it. Yeah. Um, so, got with Guggen last year. Um, I had uh, been with the company Six Sense, and, you know, those guys are great. Um, I enjoyed a really awesome six, seven-year relationship with them. Um but just saw growth going forward um, with with Guggen. Really, really like what they were doing. You know, a lot of people kind of gave them that um, stereotype when they came out that they were just, you know, the bros, the, the bro the college guys. guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and I'll be honest, in the beginning, I probably had that a little bit too. But then when I really got to like look at it and look at the stuff that they were coming out with and meet the guys and it's it's all their the vision that they shared with me i was like oh my goodness like yeah they're this was last year they're already getting big i was like they're gonna be like huge all the technical apparel they're coming out with and the like it was not like it was legit high-end stuff everything and then their plastics were evolving to be just really awesome um so i'm you know i'm stoked with the move it's been been an awesome relationship they're they're growing every day they're you know from a product perspective um you know they have some really really incredible incredible soft plastic baits and hard baits um what i'm very excited about is guggen um i don't they bought bass mafia about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. as well so uh i'm i'm repping the the bass mafia brand and this year they're coming out with the bass mafia line of of baits uh-huh. so bass mafia will be interesting a, a bait company yep um what's they've already different? they've already kind of teased so it'll be a high-end okay. high-end lures right. you know um very high-end detail um kind of more of that japanese design feel okay. um so very very excited about that chris aldane design 
the swim bait for Bass Mafia. Mm. And that's going to be the first, you know, lure of the Bass Mafia family that comes out. And they're working on, I can't say, but they're working on, uh, you know, quite a few other awesome hard baits. Um, So that'll be their premium, their premium lure brand, um, you know, under the Guggen umbrella. Yeah, Yeah. but it's still the Bass Mafia brand. So my boat this year, you'll actually see they're wanting me to – to run the Bass Mafia logo a little heavier oh, than the Guggen logo, so uh, pretty cool. That's just dude. it's a it's a really the neat brass brand. It is on yeah. there. I love it's it. A it's neat, tough. It's a neat brand, so yeah. I'm I'm excited uh, excited about that and to see uh, what those look like when they release them to the public uh, yeah. this year. That's cool, man. As as like a pro in with them, like do you get to try stuff? Like did you get to try anything this past season that yeah. people are going to be see, seeing yeah. coming up? And yeah, like I'll you know I'm going to be getting some protos here in the next dope month um to to start trying Heck get yeah. some feedback and all that Very nice nice, yeah. nice. Uh, first season with Guggen, like did you like favor any one thing specifically this season using them that maybe you didn't use in the past or was new or whatever yeah yeah their bandito bug is just yep. the absolute one of my favorites <laughs> i mean <laughs> love it you'll hear everyone talk about it but there's a reason yeah um it's, awesome. it's just it's bad it's mm. bad in the bone man it's mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's so it's a little thinner than your typical beaver style bait so i think hookups are a little a little better it's mm-hmm. got the you know the appendages so mm-hmm. it's almost like a z crawl mixed with a beaver that's a little thicker but it's just it's a bandito bug and it's a it gets bit i yeah. mean it does like put it on a heavy weight if you're punching you can put it on a on a lightweight if you're pitching around the isolated cover if you're just dragging it around grass i mean it yeah it's very effective. You can use it as any kind of trailer because it's got the, you know, the feet that yeah. kick. You just you got to be careful comparing that to a sweet beaver though, because sitting next to Jacob, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, a, I will say, reaction innovations kind of let me down this year. They did. I haven't been able to get my donkey punch sweet beavers okay. that I love. Okay. And so I went to the bandito bug because mm-hmm. I throw the small ones for smallmouth and creeks. That's one of my favorite ways yep. to fish, and. Dude, they're working. Yeah, they are working. And I think the convert. the hookup ratio is that's a really good point. And having a little bit less plastic on mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the height. Yeah, yep. I'm a yeah, just let, it allows for more more bite in that hook. Yeah, you know when you have less yep. less plastic holding it up. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a sweet bait. They they have a you know they have a nu- the nuke punch. That's a so I always use the bandigo bug for punching, but they came out with the nuke punch. So when you're punching through heavy grass or cover, you actually want a little more plastic because using a straight shank flipping hook and you're just kind of, you know, poking it into that bait. If you have a really thin bait and you just any kind of grass pulls on it, it's Mm going to pull your hook through and like you're going to be, I mean, you're going to burn through plastics and you're going to, I mean, you could go through like a bag before you even catch one just because it just pulling through constantly because there's not enough plastic there. And when you're using a, thick flipping hook and 65 pound braid like you don't care how much plastic's there your hook's gonna pull gonna come through it yeah so um they came out with a nuke punch which is similar to a bandito bug has the same little little tails but it's got a much thicker body uh that just has more plastic and it's still ribbed and it's thinner it's not as wide mm-hmm. um so it's a lot more gets through easier. aerodynamic and just goes through the, the grass and the holes and everything yeah. it's a it's a really I'll cool check bait. that one out. Mm-hmm. I love punching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a neat one. Well, Derek, yep. It's time for your 
moment to shine getting ready to go on a little trip here yeah bud. yeah me and brad are gonna be loading up here in a couple of days and headed out to uh, virginia to go chase some bears with chris powell uh, with dogs with dogs yep it'd be the first time i've ever done anything like that um so i'm just looking forward to the experience um you know we've already talked about it i told brad like hey man you're number one on the trigger i already got a bear back in september so yeah two bear a year that's just not that's just yeah. ridiculous. Well, and I'm going like complete two opposite ends of the spectrum too, yeah. right? Because back in September, I was out in Colorado hunting bear, and it was a western hunt. I mean, it wasn't so much spot and stock, if y'all remember that whole story. But um, and then now I'll be chasing them in the winter behind some dogs. So just yeah, yeah. two completely different ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, we're headed out there Wednesday. It's going to be a pretty quick turn and burn type trip. Um, but yeah, we're really looking forward to it and. Have you hunted behind dogs before? No, this is the first time I've ever hunted behind dogs for anything. Yeah. Heck so. of a guy to go with. For yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was going to sure. say, I feel like hunting behind dogs, you wouldn't even need to kill one. Like the experience yeah. of just watching them yeah. do their work and tree them, mm-hmm. and, you know, that. Brad, Brad's definitely excited about, you know, the potential of getting one. I completely understand that, and I want to be there for it if it happens. But like I said, I mean, I told Brad, I'm like, I'm just here for the experience. I just want to yeah. watch and witness this. And if yeah. you hear those hounds yeah. going off. Do the they woods. tree them? Yeah. Is that how yeah. they yeah. they'll tree okay, them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I told Brad, I was like, if we get one, the only thing I ask is just a little bit more bear fat so I can make some more bear grease. <laughs> yeah. It's all about that, the bear grease. Yep, besides that, I mean, I'm just going for the experience. It's going to be a great time. So yeah. You know, it's you ask about treeing them. Uh, I saw a post from Heath, Chris's buddy, the other yeah. day in the app where they shot one in a tree, and it, like, slumped over this V in the tree, and it was just stuck there. Oh, no. <laughs> so then they had to go get somebody to climb uh, up there and yeah. rope yeah. it down. It's just crazy. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's what I got coming on this uh, this coming week or whatever. Didn't really do anything this last week or weekend, so. So you're already starting to twitch because yeah, yeah. the weekend <laughs> off? Yeah. I'm yeah, weekend off of winning hockey tournaments, baby. Yeah, we did win, we did <laughs> win a now. hockey tournament last night, too, so won the Stanley keg. Ship. <laughs> yeah. Got the ship. Got that Boston Chips Whaler. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, yeah. Uh, dude, I'm almost 100% focused on trout right now. I'm. I got out the other day after some stalkers and it was, it it was probably the grossest trout trip I think I've ever done because I went on a little city Creek. That's right after the water treatment facility. (laughs) Like I can smell the chemicals that they're putting Mm, in the water. It smells like detergent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it's clean water coming in. The trout stack up there, pick them off, but we've got to get back down to the Cumberland. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's got to happen. We want Cumberland River. Yeah, there's yeah. Hatchery Creek coming uh, up from Cumberland River to the Hatchery. Some of the some of the big sallies come up there, you know, here yeah. in the springtime. And nice. That's fun. I'm Where ready. is that? It's uh, Jamestown. Jamestown area. Jamestown. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you talked about it the other day, and then I saw your pictures, and now you kind of got me itching to go. Yeah, and those you know those little creek trips are great. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like it's like a drug addict kind of stave mm-hmm. off the just hold you over the, the shivers. But yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to getting down for the the, the big girls. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah. When does it lock up? Like get frozen? Like sh- here hardly ever. Yeah. No. Yeah. Stays. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we can just go. I mean, that's why we're. You know, we have a later waterfowl season, which I'm a little disappointed in myself still that I haven't been out yet, except yeah. for the early season back in September. But 
hopefully in the next week or two, I'll be after some ducks and geese. But, but you all are going, right? Didn't you get we, a we quota We drew draw? a quota, but it's not till middle of January, so we got a little time okay. still. But I definitely want to be doing some stuff around here. And But that's we have a later waterfowl season here because it really doesn't lock up here. I yeah. mean, you might have a couple days in January. Really, we don't really start seeing lockup till February, which only cool. goose is still in at that point. So then March opens up and we go down and March we'll be after trout them. and crappie. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Then you'll be in Florida. Well, in January, I don't know where you'll be in March, but I'll be in Florida in January and February. Dude, that's so awesome. I love that you can go March. down. You can travel down, ch- just like chase the spawn all yep. through the country. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. I hate that for you, man. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. A lot of prayers <laughs> up for John. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming in, man. It's good to have you on the show. Yeah, man, and I enjoyed sit it. Sit down and chat, catch up, uh, you know, have happy holidays. Yeah, you all too. You thanks, all too. Man. Yeah, thanks Thank for having you. me. Yeah. All right, Derek Tolls, Braden Ware, John Hunter, Jacob Knight. Log us on the app, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.